0: Hi, this is Dr. Kimberly Linnert, and you're listening to Incredible Life Creator Podcast. My guest today is Dr. Stephen Hobbs. Hey, Dr. Stephen.
1: Hey, Dr. Kimberly. How are you?
0: I am great. I'm just going to introduce you. And um, the, the thing I saw in your bio that was so interesting is I have people come on here and talk about Uh, changes in their careers and how many times they pivoted or changed direction in their life and you pivoted 37 times. So let's just start out with this short bio and then let you fill us in the rest of the way. So Dr. Stephen Hobbs is an eco-creator, nature-informed entrepreneur, facilitative mentor, writer, and philanthropist for Children and Trees. He's committed to supporting 55-plus-year young persons in their transition into their next 50 to experience gratitude, presence, inspiration, enthusiasm, and certainty as they live from their legacy they decide to leave. He has published 15 books, delivered 500 workshops and online courses, and has two active YouTube channels. All right, I'm going to like to take it from there, Dr. Steven. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, I guess you picked up on the point about the 37 uh, pivots and they truly are pivots. Um, I've done lots and lots of different things in my life. And I'm just gonna share a couple of them just so that you get a sense of where uh, I moved, okay. I've had the chance of working around the world. So I've touched six or seven continents from a working perspective. The seventh one I hope to do here soon and that's Antarctica, and I think I have a way in which to do it so that I can actually say I worked on Antarctica, okay, so we'll, we'll, maybe we'll get to that one too, but really where I started off uh, in the 13 years into my life, I became a, a recreation summer camp person. They call them counselors and, right, and leaders and all that, but it was really great is that, um, I was thirteen, but the young uh, chaps that I was working with were twelve, and so it happened that I'm—I was six foot four at the time, and most of them are a little smaller than me, so they just saw me as this big kid playing with them. Mm-hmm. But the underlying thread here was the word recreation or recreation, and that has always stayed with me because how do I bring something about creation, about creation into my life. And that's the eco-creator. And again, we can explore that a little bit later. But I think what's really important is that one of the major pivots in my life was in 1987. I was in a vehicle that pulled up in front of a pile of rocks in the middle of the road. And soldiers are nearby with their machine guns and all that. And that means you have to stop during the day. At night, you usually drive through, right? (laughs) But during the day, you've got to stop. So the soldier walked up and took the Kalashnikov machine gun and put it through the window so that it actually touched the tip of my, my nose. So I'm looking at the barrel of this machine gun, and the soldier is asking my driver questions. So I'm attempting to answer him, to answer her, while thinking about that machine gun that's now in front of me and I'm thinking, okay, is it loaded or is it just for show? Uh, is the safety on? Like things are going through my head. Honestly, they were just, just, just going through my head. And then all of a sudden the the gun started to wobble a little bit. And uh, so I, I pushed it over and this is my thinking, honestly. This is what I thought. I said, I'd rather lose my hearing than my head, (laughs) pushed it over, comes back, pushed it over, comes back, starts to wobble a little bit more. And in the background, I could hear this laughter and it was the other soldiers who were were nearby. And this continued for about three minutes. So that's a long three minutes, Mm -hmm. okay. And then I was, we were told we could leave. And so off we went. So I'm looking through my uh, passenger mirror And I said to my driver, how old was that soldier? And he said, well, she's probably about 15. Mm -hmm. So here's this young woman, I'm in her workplace. The machine gun is so heavy to be holding it that that's why it was wobbling. Mm -hmm. The laughter was there is because the other soldiers saw what was happening for her And seeing me pushing it and and all this, she's attempting to save face by doing what she's supposed to. So all this stuff is happening all around. And it it was like a, it just came in and I said to myself, for the rest of my life, I'm going to do whatever I can so that no young person ever has to pick up a weapon and point it at someone, let alone shoot it. Because what I realized is when you give up on your words, you pick up a weapon. Mm. And that weapon can be words back and the mean words, or it can be a a stick, it can be a machine gun, it can be uh, holding people in poverty. There's lots and lots of ways in which weapons can come out. and And we see that in today's world. And it was because of that, and my recreation background that I kept doing different things in my life. So I'll just add a couple of things that were in my bio and then we can certainly get into questions and, and, and have fun that way. But I've been a whitewater rafting guide for 22 summers, so I took people all around the world down the rivers here in Alberta. I was a wilderness remote first aid instructor trainer of trainers and I wrote the wilderness remote first aid book, which was one of the books that I, that I wrote. Uh, I've been a university professor for 20 some plus years, more on a, a part-time basis, not full in, but I, I still worked with doctoral learners and have that, that fun. And I've been an entrepreneur 40 some years. And I will add to the list now, I am a house sitter and a dog walker.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so
1: all of those are pivots of doing different things just so that I can experience the world. And I've done them in different places and I've worked on HIV and AIDS in Africa and I've ran a relief operation into a war zone and in one of the countries of Africa. so that's that's a little bit. hopefully that helps to put things in perspective.
0: yeah a true adventurer for sure.
1: <laughs> I've had fun. I cannot complain. I've had fun
0: mm-hmm. yeah. So throughout those years, you know, especially as a younger person, what gave you the courage to get up and go into those situations?
1: It, it actually came from my parents. I was born in England and we came over when I was about six years old to Canada. And uh, what I had found out later on is, you know, we get to know your parents and what, what was they thinking when they were younger is that they were actually on their way to Australia and uh, then I came along so they had gone back to England and then came back to Canada with me and we never quite made it all the rest of the way and so it's it's a little bit in my I'm going to call it in my blood it's in the conversations that we used to have and so I actually went and finished the trip for the family to Australia which is one of the big trips one of the first big trips and my plan was to go for six months I came back four years later.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I guess you like there. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, it was there. And then I did the trip overland from uh, Nepal to London, England. And uh, so I saw all the countries on that trip. So. Wow.
0: Wow. Interesting. So what are you working on now?
1: What I'm actually working on is the story of Legacy. So I have my own legacy and I'm working on projects that are supporting that that are eco nature based. And, uh, I said, well, I think I know something about that concept of legacy. Why don't I help others who are 55 plus years young and they're looking for, well, what is it that I would like to do? And they're going to go through transition because of leaving work or, um, decisions made about life and I said I'm gonna hang up my shingle as a facilitative mentor of legacy and that's what I'm doing
0: yeah, so are you working with people one-on-one or are you having courses on it how is that happening
1: well it's a it's a mix of of all of it uh, it's a real soupy stew <laughs> okay and so I'll do facilitative mentoring one-to-one for those who like want to dive in there But I'm creating courses, Um, the first course that I'll have available here is a legacy intention course to figure out your words. So you have in you a word for the world, a word with the planet and a word from the whole. I figured out mine, I figured out a way in which to help people find them. And it's those words that give rise to um, your stories, your contributions, the projects you wanna work on. And therefore I can do those one-to-one or I'll have other courses for people to uh, work together. And um, I actually, uh, one of the, the key things that I've been able to do is figure out how to access some funding for projects. And so for those who really want to take a project and really ramp it up, we can take a look at uh, possibly funding it as well. So
0: That is wonderful. So, you know, no matter what age you are, you know, when you die or when you leave, you want to be remembered. You want to be remembered for something. You don't just want to leave and no one ever knows who you were. So how important is storytelling or leaving some mark?
1: Yes, it's... The, the, the concept of story is really important to legacy. And I talk about storytelling and story sharing. The storytelling part is really when you help other people understand the systems that you've set up to manage, you know, how you did what you did. So people can learn from that. But there's also story sharing, which is touching the person's heart through the words that you're using to connect with them so that they can understand their legacy because of what it is that you're doing. And I understand that there's like five layers to this. One of them is, well, I can fund something. Yes, philanthropically, here's some money, goes to the project, great. The second thing is you can volunteer. Maybe there's something that you can do close by to to help it out or even from far away. There's lots of ways in which to get involved, right? The, the next one is visit and then promote it. In today's world with social media, digital marketing, you know, click, 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 load, 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 story, 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 <laughs> you know, off you go. Um, the fourth way is to actually dig in deeper with the other ones to actually create a local chapter of something. So there are water projects and maybe you want to help do um, water uh, presentations and get some of the youth involved so it's from that point of view and um, the fifth one is actually create a movement maybe there's something that you really want to help out there's a couple of people I'm helping now are around water and women and what they're doing is they've got together they have this special water pump that they can uh, place into deserts and in very dry areas to find water. And what they're doing is their challenge is so that women don't have to walk two to three miles a couple of times a day carrying those plastic containers top of the head. They just have to go maybe a few hundred yards or something and there's a, a water reserve that's been put up. So a little bit different than the well system all right, because they may even do desalinating um, ocean water. But again, they're into a movement because they're starting in one country and then we're looking at taking it across Africa. Mm-hmm. So I'm helping them.
0: And, and I love that, that movement. I was just talking to someone this morning and they, we were saying, you know, where the world's at right now, there's just no reason for not every person on the earth to have clean water. There's just no Definitely. reason not to have that happening right now.
1: Oh, for sure. For sure. And I know the dog agrees with that. So Yeah, for sure. um, Right. And water is just one of those and water and women and, you know, the importance of women in the community and water in the community. There's just such a natural uh, connection to it that I really enjoyed their story. So I said, I'll do what I can. And we're in the process of looking at funding and um, helping them, to get that up and going so uh, that's one of a few of the projects i'm working on so mm-hmm. yeah i've that got the fun. dog now with me just to let you know if you see my arm moving i'm just petting her
0: <laughs> okay well that's fine we're all working from home here so yeah. i've had babies crying yeah. people knocking on the door cats climbing up over people's shoulders yeah. so it's all all fine it's just yeah. the way it is right now
1: Yeah, well, this labradoodle is not climbing all over me. (laughs) Just stay right there and I'll scratch you.
0: (laughs) All right, that sounds great. So back to the questions here. Um, So I've seen um, programs, which I really agree with, where they'll have a person 55 and above, and they're either in a mentoring or working situation or sometimes even living situation where they're actually matching them up with, um, you know, either children or, um, you know, young adults, and it's a, basically, it's mentoring going both directions. Yes. Like with what you're doing, are you doing some of that, or how are you, how are you doing the mentoring?
1: Well, actually, that's a, it's a great question, is because uh, a friend of mine, uh, the two of us got together and created the International Mentoring Community, and what we do is we actually certify people as mentors. So you know that there's certification for coaches and, and that. Well, we're doing certification of mentors now. And therefore, it doesn't matter what age you are. You can be um, an eight-year-old and be a mentor. Mm-hmm. All right. I can tell you stories, right? Like that 16-year-old young lady that was had the machine gun. I call her my three-minute mentor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That three minutes, she mentored me. (laughs) Okay. And I would love to have met her, but that won't ever happen. So we've now working in a lot of different areas. So my business associate is really keen on connecting mentoring and mental health. Because there's a lot of holes in the mental health system. And how might mentoring help out there? I'm really interested in the world of elder mentor. Right, There's a lot of people walking around saying, well, I'm getting older. No, what you're doing is you're getting elder. Okay. And that's why I use years young, not years old when I describe aging component. Right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're diving into I'm um, doing what I can to help people uh, to become uh, mentors, whether they want to hang out their own shingle or they just want to do it uh, with young people. And uh, we see great value in that. And it's, it's near and dear to my heart. That's why I'm a facilitative mentor. Mm-hmm.
0: So when you're certifying people, um, what kind of things are you teaching them or certifying them on? Is it on learning how to ask questions, open questions, or how, what are you actually teaching them?
1: Well, there's seven modules that we have to the certification course that we can offer. So it can be anything from just generally what is mentoring and what are the the aspects of mentoring to what would be some of the tools that you can use? What would be some of the characteristics that you would want to bring forward? So let's use um, the asking of questions, right? So how might we use the Socratic method but more than that, it's to actually ask from a place of how does this question fit into that person's life? Not just ask the question, but what's the fitness of the question? I, and I'm very particular fitness. What does it lead to? Mm-hmm. So we have figured out that there is approximately 82 action outcome statements that we work with and we help a person figure out how to bring those 82 together weave them together so that you can become a, a certified mentor
0: wow so let's say you you have your uh 10 year old and they're gonna men- they're gonna mentor grandma today so would that mentoring look like Grandma, I'm going to teach you something new that you haven't learned before. Because I know when my grandmother was alive, you know, we got to this computer and it took us several times for her to figure out just to push the button to turn it on. I mean, it it was rough.
1: (laughs) Well, it's for that situation. One of the things I would pull from is I wrote a book about the 10 educating approaches. And mentoring is one of the 10. So if I was to interact with that young child who was gonna interact with grandma and they truly wanted to learn about mentoring, they would naturally anyway go into it knowing from a place of helping, I wanna help. I wanna guide grandma here. So naturally you would just sort of flow into it. But if they wanted to learn a few little techniques, then we have information where they could pick up some little techniques, even as a seven, to eight year old working with grandma. Right. And grandma could also then learn what would be some of the base techniques that you would want to want to use. And that's why we distinguish that there's a difference between coaching and mentoring. There's a difference between um, instructing and training there. And we help people understand to know, what would work best for what situation at that time. Mm
0: -hmm. And I might be reading into this, but when you're talking about that, what I'm seeing as the bottom line is we're just opening up communication. We're opening up communication so not only information can flow, but hearts can connect.
1: Collaborative conversations.
0: Collaborative conversations.
1: Yeah. And if I may... I will go to the word collaborative, collaboration, is framed by cooperation and assertiveness meeting each other. So you have to be able to, in this collaboration, you have to still be present in yourself. And you introduce the words, right? Gratitude, presence, inspiration, enthusiasm, and certainty. That's what I talk about is, that is a place from which you come, the assertiveness, doing it in a cooperative way is that you've got two ears one mouth right Mm -hmm. if you're going to listen from your heart in the word heart is ear so listen heart is ear so how do you bring that all to bear the conversation is to converse is to work across to to help the bring the version forward right conversion conversation Mm -hmm. right but there's something interesting about conversation and you may have picked this up. I love to play with words. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Yeah. If you take the word con- conversation and flip the S and the V around, you get conservation. Mm-hmm. So a lot of conversation is about conservation of the relationships, the heart, the, the mind, the spirituality, the soulfulness is to conserve those Right, that's why we have these collaborative conversations. To your point,
0: I love that you just say it so eloquently. <laughs> that is wonderful. I want to change gears a little bit for a second here. So we've been talking about things that are, you know, quite academic, practical, but still quite academic. Um, but then you have this other half of your life where you spend a lot of time outside in nature probably with people and sometimes without people so how did that time in nature in those times where you were doing those active things how did they enhance your learning and your applying what you're learning in this other part of your life
1: well nature is such a great educator and if you allow yourself to just slow down a little bit and just be with the tree, it's amazing what the tree will share with you. And sometimes it might be the whisper of the wind coming through the leaves, just might remind you of something, or there might be a smell that comes with it. And there's this reflection component and nature allows you to reflect in and on. And that is something I think that we've lost on a day-to-day basis. Is our ability to reflect the reflect in while it's happening, reflect on when you take a look at it? Nature just presents this to you on a a small scale, large scale. Mm -hmm. And I have benefited so much from nature, and I could go on and on and on about it because I've learned that flow this word flow whether it's from a river water perspective the flow of air through wind the flow of a day even though okay sun east to west there's a sense of flow and again if you love to play with words and you're with me flip flow around and you get wolf And when you understand how the wolf pack operates it's another way in which to look at what nature is offering you because it's there everything is right there in front of you if you give it an opportunity to just be present right and have that gratitude and you'll be inspired and enthused it's just it's just it's there like i'm looking every once in a while you'll see my head pop up and i'm looking I have this tree and it's just, it's a rustling in front of me, right? The wind's blowing through, then the wind stops and then it starts up again. And it's like the tree is dancing in front of me, just celebrating what I'm doing, so.
0: That's wonderful, I love that, that dancing of the trees, yeah. Well, this
1: particular tree is a a birch tree. And when it loses its leaves during the winter and the way that they hang down, if you actually walk around the tree, you actually can find figures like the arms, the body and the legs at the end of them on some of them. And if you actually take them off and an artist did this and put them down, you can actually create the stick dancing. <laughs> and then you can take photographs of them. That's what this this artist did. And it's actually a practical activity I put into one of my children's books that I I've, I've written. And uh, so that you can actually see how the tree dances for you.
0: Oh, I love that. Yeah, another thing I like about being in nature, there's a park that I walk at in the morning and there's there's a sidewalk and then trees and then water. But if you just look at all the different kinds of trees and just look in one, even one big large spot, just the amount of colors of green, Yes. you know, opens you up to like, Oh, man, if there's this many colors of green, think about all the possibilities in the world. That's just one of the things <laughs> a shade of green.
1: Yeah. Well, one of the activities I would encourage every person to do at least once in their life is go down to a river. And what you do is you put your heel on the ground, your toes in the water. Okay. And you'll realize that you have met the earth, the water the air, and the sun, the sky. You have met all of the elements are right there. If you take that position, and that way you can actually connect to all of what nature is about. And if you happen to be holding a stick or a rock, you're just adding a little bit more to it. There's a ceremony there that you can do for yourself.
0: I I love that. I love your games or whatever you're calling them. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but it just allows us to feel and experience life. I mean, we are here in bodies to experience the earth and other people. And those simple things like the stick figures out of the tree or putting our feet halfway into the water.
1: Yep. And then actually then halfway through turn around. So it's the other way around. So your heel is in the water and your toes on the land. And what's the message that comes through? The grounding that comes through the, the water that comes through
0: mm-hmm. i love that and i i've never been a hunter but i hear hunters say how when they're out sitting in that tree stand for hours not moving that some amazing things happen out there with their mind with their imaginations everything
1: yes that's why the vision quest is, um, is a really great way to come to know yourself and what it is that's important to you as well. And there are one days, there's three days. Uh, again, check out someone who knows how to do vision quests properly. Uh, that's one of those very particular activities. Don't just run out and do one. Um, there are people who do, but I don't know if you quite get the fullness, but there's also a safer way in which to do it and I'm all about safer.
0: (laughs) So just so people who don't know what that is, what is a vision quest?
1: Well, in in one interpretation is you can do it three days. You're out by yourself. You might bring a blanket you might bring a little bit of water and you find a a place to sit. Um, And what you do is just, just be present with yourself and see what happens. And you're not bringing food or anything like that. So you are just becoming one with what is present. And some people might say, well, don't take water. Again, you have to get some guidance in how you want to do it. But it's really, it goes back to that point about reflection in and on. Mm -hmm. So you're reflecting in what's happening for yourself, but you're reflecting on what's around you as well and how is it interacting with you. Mm
0: -hmm. That sounds like a wonderful, peaceful break from the busyness. I mean my my parents have been retired for many many years and I think they're busier now than they ever have been.
1: Yes. yes. And some are, some are. <laughs> yeah, and good on them, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how can um 55 plus young year young <laughs> young people? <laughs>
1: <laughs> year years young.
0: Years young. Um um how can they um, instill their most important thoughts or um, what they think is important to their kids, to their grandkids? Is it through a book? Is it through storytelling?
1: It's It's a great question. I think the best way in which to place it is thinking about a project of gifting. All right. So to position this, legacy is about the useful what's that you gift others so they can learn something from your lived experience. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And the useful what's are time, effort and money that you gift. And I distinguish between gift and give. Give has a bit of a head sense, gift has a heart sense. Mm -hmm. And you're presenting in such a way that a person can if they so decide to learn something from you because of your lived experience. Mm -hmm. And if you set that up and you maybe put a project with something that, remember I I, I talked about, yes, you can fund it, right? You can um, volunteer, you can visit and promote all right, you can so set up a local chapter or get involved in the local chapter or create your own movement. When you, when you give it a little bit more structure, then what you're able to do is see ways in which your values and your challenges around it pop up so you can continue to learn because legacy is a great way to do lifelong learning. All right, But also it gives you an opportunity to see the stories and the contributions that you can share to involve others with what it is that you're doing. So the project in a sense, whatever level it is, is sort of like the, the linchpin that, that, that you just sort of move around. Once you understand what it is that you'd like to share, call it a project, call it a an experience, whatever you may want to, but just use it as a way in which to leverage your life most people say leverage your life i say leverage your life change the e and the o and you leverage your life
0: yeah i i i i, I love your language
1: <laughs> i have fun i have fun
0: well it's useful and it's meaningful you, you 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 you're creating your own um vocabulary but you can totally understand what you're saying Mm -hmm. and it adds more meaning to both words actually
1: yeah well the great thing about leverage is it's made up of lover and age Mm -hmm. so the legacy project that you take on your life be a lover over time over the age but guess what it also has love and rage Mm-hmm. So you have to understand this. The love is also to understand the rage elements. of so things we get and how do we balance them up and you balance them up being a lover over age. So in that word is everything about the leverage of legacy or legacy leverage. It's all there in the word for you to work with. Mm-hmm.
0: Now, do you have a course on creating your own vocabulary of <laughs> <All> the <laughs> courses you've done? <laughs>
1: I've actually not thought about that. That might be interesting at some point in time because words matter Mm -hmm. and legacy words matter uh, a lot, right? Just like your legacy matters. So at some point in time, maybe I might play with that and, and see, but it usually pops up anyway as people interact because one of my legacy words, which is from the whole, my legacy from the whole word is magnificence. And it came to me as, as I be, I be magnificent. Of how I do it, I do it with significance. And as I be and do, I will have magnificence. And uh, so that's how I play uh, with the world, for the world, with the planet, you know, from the whole.
0: Thank you. So I know at this point there's people who are listening and they're saying, well, I want to learn more about legacy or being a mentor. So can you just uh, tell us what services you have available now, how people can get a hold of you and, and take advantage of that?
1: Well, by the time this um, recording will be up, there will be what's called Legacy Intention Course will be available. And it's at wealthmovement.com now wealth is w-e-l-l-t-h movements about well-being and Mm well-living and so it's at wealthmovement.com forward slash legacy dash intention dash course you can go straight to that and for a short term a short term (laughs) a short term it will actually be available for free and then eventually I'm gonna charge for it because the money's raised will go to the great green wall of Africa. There's a project that I'm wanting to support in Africa about this great green wall of trees, okay? But if you, no, but, and if you go to wealthmovement.com, right on the front page, it gives you insights into which way you can go around. Would you like to get some facilitated mentoring? Do you wanna learn about, the legacy um, Fortnite, which is a challenge, which is I'm, I'm just growing that as well. But it also gives you access to the books, gives you access to my YouTube channel where I'm putting up videos at least one or two a week, that kind of idea. So just go to wealthmovement.com and it'll center you into the world of legacy as I'm helping you understand it. Thank you.
0: So what gives you personally the most happiness and fulfillment in your life at this point?
1: For me, it's the wiggle smile response. <laughs> it's, it's, it's sort of like um, you see the person sort of wiggles and then there's the smile because of something that's said and they sort of sit more upright. It's sort of like this wave went through them. Mm-hmm. When I see that, my, I just go pitter-patter. Ooh, <laughs> just so enjoy the wiggle smile uh, move, right? That's, that's, the, that's the quickest way I can explain. When I see that, then I, I know that the person is present. They've got gratitude inspiration enthusiasm and they're gaining certainty and that's just beautiful to experience
0: (laughs) i've never gotten that answer before (laughs) (laughs) all right well thank you so much for being on the podcast today and for your stories and your wonderful vocabulary
1: (laughs) well thank you i appreciate it no this was great i i so enjoyed this as well and and for if you're listening in on the podcast I, I have to share that the window behind Dr. Kimberly shows um, more like a South Sea island, um, mountain, and and uh, sort of looks like a resort. And I actually get lost in there a couple of times because I'm looking at this nature uh, setting. So I just wanted you to know if you're not um, seeing it in person, um, just know that I that's what I'm looking at. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, thanks. So I have one last question before we complete. Sure. What is your best advice on living an incredible, amazing life?
1: Well, I think the simplicity of the KISS principle. Now we've heard KISS principle in many, many, many ways, but the notion of simpler simplicity, This the idea is Keep it simple, 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 because a lingering kiss is the best to receive.
0: I love it. Thank you so much.
1: You're welcome.
0: We'll talk to you again soon.
1: Okay. Well, thank
0: you.